Hello. Hi, welcome to the worst day of my life. My name is Cherish. I'm Megan. And I'm Stanley. <laughs> Just here being a big dumb boy. A big baby boy. Oh, Stanley, you're such a sweet, snuggy, buggy boy. He really is. He lives for snuggles. He does love running around, but his ultimate favorite is somebody snuggling him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that blanket smell like the farm? (laughs) Farm life? He loves farm life. He misses, yeah, I definitely know he misses, like, living out there for sure. It makes me sad. Gotta get out there more often. I wish it was just, like, easier. Yeah. It's a long drive. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, it's just, like, work. I get so, like, wrapped up in, like, work. Exa- it's, like, exhausting sometimes. And I love it there. And it's, like, yeah. worth it because I really do. Like, I love all the people that I work with. And I love being there. I love being on the property. But it's so hard to just, like, take time to go far enough away where mm-hmm. I'm, like, not it's here okay. anymore. It's okay. I mean, it's really... It'll be really worth coming out when it's oh, it's gonna sunny. be so nice. Yeah, yeah. I want you guys to come stay. I want to stay in the African Queen, um, like double decker place, sort of like Dave and you and Sophie and Scout whole gang can stay in there, and then like Kenny and I can go stay in like another trailer across the way. We can sit there when like a band's playing that night mm-hmm. and do like the whole like friend, you know, like we can just like do it up. Yeah. Because I feel like Scout's getting old enough now. She's like not newborn infant baby. Mm-mm. But she can like, you know, chill in with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like she's, you know, it's not like a, you know, like yeah. she's, she's, she, she wants like sensory. She wants sensory stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool place to stay like for a couple of days or whatever. And I want you guys to come and stay for sure. Like when it gets um, like warmer yes. and it's good for your schedule and yeah. everybody's schedule, like the whole gang to come out. And I think it'd be fun. And we're going to like, yeah, like I said, like how we can have fire, walk to the beach, not yeah. walk to the beach, you know, hang out in the dome, go just do whatever. Well, what I was saying is that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you did not. You didn't interrupt me, but. <laughs> but I went on forever. I'm so excited about it, though. Sorry. I no, I love it. <laughs> but um, but the. What I was saying is that, is that in the summer it'll be nicer for you to drive out to me hey so both both ways yeah yeah i want to go golfing with you oh it's so much fun i want to go golfing with you yeah just me yes okay well let's do it i really want to let's do it you know i i haven't been golfing ever you've never been golfing never ever the closest thing i've done (laughs) is um gone to a driving range where you yeah. just stand there and hit balls and that's it and and hit them as hard as you can and try to get them to go really far yeah and the last time I did that mm-hmm. I was probably like nine or ten years old yeah and my grandpa took me and my brother out to this driving range to just he bought us some buckets of balls and was just um, filling up our little things and we were just hitting them as hard as we could yeah and I swung my um, golf club backwards behind me to hit uh-huh. the ball and hit my grandpa <gasps> in the side of the right oh, temple, broke his glasses, <gasps> and he was bleeding down the side of his head and fell down. Oh, and God. I, like, screamed. <laughs> yeah. Who like screamed and he was like all like dizzy and he was like oh I'm okay I'm okay <laughs> but he just walked up right behind like it wasn't my fault so like yeah. but at the time you know tiny little kid I was like oh I killed my grandpa like I was so upset about it because he was bleeding out of his head oh my god I know it was terrible so it like made me not want to golf after that and I didn't want to like I hated putt I've always hated going to putt putt yeah I hate it just reminds me of like (laughs) injuring my grandpa oh my gosh 
funny and like a weird thing Ugh. for us to have like a like strange commonality on though about like uh different reasons for being freaked out about golfing after grandpa's <laughs> what's your reason oh well i thought i've talked about this before but um no i guess i probably didn't with you um no my grandpa was like this like avid golfer and he loved like he lived eat breathed golf mm-hmm. he loved golf yes he had a dying wish that he would die like on the 18th hole like it was like uh-huh. a strange he's like obsessed with golf he loved like all of um he was like all about i, I think like Ar- Ar- arnold palmer mm-hmm. at the time or whatever but he was like super into this other golfer anyway i was always obsessed i was personally obsessed with my grandpa like i thought he was the coolest guy like a carpenter he was a painter he was like handsome mm-hmm. he like dapper hair he was in the symphony he could play Cute. instruments Aww, he was yeah. just like always like i just thought he was just such he was he was like the epitome of like the i don't know like the stereotypical like men of that time being like a like a carrie grant or something he's yeah. just always like very but he was very in tuned with everything cool yeah. Woodworking, like making things with his hands, but he's just like, oh, anyway. Yeah. He was, he was cool like, the dude. Cool dude. But um, he took me out, and I think he was hoping because, like, we shared, you know, like, I loved, you know, art and stuff, and we shared our love for pickled foods and all that <laughs> other stuff. Uh huh. But I always wanted him to think that I was cool. Like, I was as cool as he was. And so. We went to like the golf course and I sucked. Uh, and I really think that he was hoping that I would be like his like uh his protege, little golfing buddy. Protege. Yeah. yeah. Like where I would like be as good as he was like, you know, yeah. and, and it like I did some weird shit. I don't even remember what happened. Was but it, your it was first just time? like No, I don't know. I think we had gone it was just I think I think we had gone out to the shooting range like before that. Anyway, I just sucked Mm -hmm. um and he wasn't that mean to me about it or anything i just i think maybe i was harder on myself about it because i wanted to be good you know at it it's funny like it was uh january like 7th or something um and he had like gone it was the coldest day in tucson like to record um for i don't know how many years but it was like i think it was like in the like 15 degree type like range and which for there is like super cold for people that are used to it being like a higher temperature but they'd shut like things down like they shut schools down they like shut stores down but my grandpa like still insisted on going golfing oh my god yeah so he drove to his favorite golf course and he like went there and i guess a from what I've heard from other people, like his friends and stuff, that he had gone there and was trying to get somebody to go golfing with him. And they're like, you're nuts. You know, it's mm-hmm. too cold for that. So he tried to leave that golf course to drive to another golf course to go see if he could, like, um, have more success finding someone to golf with him. Yeah. And he, like, um, pulled out on the intersection or whatever and, like, had, like, a massive heart attack <gasps> and, like, died, like, in that intersection but oh, like, no. yeah, but I think like he was close to what he'd all, how he wanted to die. Like, I feel like yeah. he, it was really quick. Oh, but I wish somebody would have been golfing with him. I know. I mean, they were like but, always like oh. bums me out. And the funny thing was, is that I had got out of school that day because it was, um, it was so cold. They like closed down the schools and stuff. And I just randomly like wanted to drive over to my grandparents' house because I thought maybe my grandpa would want to make beef jerky with me because that was like something that we always did like on like Fridays. And so I was like driving over there and I just had this like weird like sensation like what are you doing? Like this is dumb. He's not going to be there. It's just like a random time and stuff. And I like did a U-turn and drove home and um, my mom like came home from work like told me that he had like died like on that intersection but it was so fucking weird 
because that was the intersection that I like turned around, not the same one, but I was like a block away on a different oh. intersection in like the weird time that he died over there. But it was like, it was so strange. Like I had this sense like he wasn't going to be home. You know, yeah. like I knew it. Like I, like I like knew in my heart, like he wasn't there anymore yeah. in a weird way. But Ugh. anyway, he was really cool but I always felt like embarrassed that I wasn't as good you know as of a golfer like he didn't I know he didn't care about that but like I so I do want to golf yeah your description of your grandpa reminds me a lot of not the grandpa that I hit in the head with the golf club but the, my other grandpa uh -huh. my other grandpa um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um he uh he was like super dapper, always had, he had full head of hair up mm -hmm. until the day he died. And he always like parted it on the side and had it like slicked kind of like backwards. Swoopy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Same with my grandpa. he always had like, uh, really, he played any like stringed instrument. Wow. He was like incredible at where he could listen to anything and yeah. play it like immediately like Whoa. the fiddle was his jam and he yeah. was so fucking good at it but also guitar mm -hmm. banjo um he taught me how to play a little bit of um uh mandolin Ooh. He had oh, ukuleles, so like he, he had all this stuff, yeah. and it was so cute because him and my grandma, my grandma's amazing at piano, yeah. And him and my grandma would like play music together and stuff, oh, and they just like cute, not yeah. They oh like love country music, and they like that's so adorable. Yeah, but um, when <laughs> that's so, adorable. That's now, so adorable. Okay, that was heartwarming. Let me bum you out real quick. <laughs> okay. So, um, I was at work, um at the West Olympia location of the medical practice that we worked at for many years. Yeah. And um, I got a phone call from my mom that I better get to my grandpa's house because yeah. he's going. Um, they were all there, you know, just because we all knew that it was coming soon. He had really yeah. bad, like, lung cancer and... Um, diabetes he had to have a um, kidney donated to him he had to Whoa. um god what is that called like a kidney transplant yes oh Thank you <laughs> you're usually kidney the one transplant? that's able to like tell somebody like the most <laughs> yeah but sometimes i know you know um yes so he had a he had a you know a kidney transplant he was constantly on had having to go like on dialysis, dialysis. Yeah. yeah like bad shape and uh but they were all waiting there he was in like a hospital bed in the living room of his home mm -hmm. surrounded by his children and you know a bunch of family but they called me and said that um you know it's happening you need to you need to get here so I was married to Dave at the time I called him and told him hey I'm leaving work early I gotta finish a couple of things really fast yeah and then um I'll come pick you up and then um, my brother calls, and he wants a ride, too. So I, oh, yeah. I go and pick him up. And um, by the time we got there, we had missed him by, like, 10 minutes. Oh. And um, it, uh, God, it was yeah. a bummer. And I was pregnant with Sophie. He, um. never, he never got to meet her. Okay, Megan is contributing uh, lemonade to the salad bowl. I am contributing uh, Doc and Yeti Urban Farms Red-Headed Stranger. Wow. Yeah. Washington Whoa. State. Okay. Everybody. Remember, do you remember buying weed from like some dude and then like it just being the driest just little tiny pieces of marijuana stuck to these big gross stems yes <sighs> yes but you Especially smoke it and get like high out of your mind <laughs> yeah probably yeah yeah i have like theories about that but yeah yeah i feel like it definitely was different back then yeah but yeah everyone in in our house is really into 90 day fiance right now 
Even Pat Patrick has gotten away from his Downton Abbey. I don't know. He <laughs> likes exchanged it for um, yeah for yeah, ninety day you do fiance. That. You do yeah. that sometimes. You gotta take breaks. Yeah, you gotta go. But he was like the funniest person to be watching that. Like he loves. He's really good at letting me know what's going on in in a TV show. Yeah, and he'll explain it really thoroughly and be just really like even if I'm watching the TV show with him and I'm like. Hey, wait a second. What just happened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I wasn't fully paying attention. Right. He'll like explain it to me in just the the best way possible, where it's like succinct, but he you know detailed enough to get mm -hmm. everything that you need out of it. Um, but it's so funny when like when he's talking about Downton Abbey because it's like you know Lord so and so and wooshy washy. I don't know whatever. They're yeah. just really. Um, old-timey snobby British people and he's like so this chick wants to bang this dude but this dude actually wants to bang this other dude mm -hmm. and they're like but the way he just describes it it's like a completely different experience than if you were to watch the show like I prefer his his uh retelling of it yeah. to actually watching the show because I can't really pay attention when it's I love British shows. I love British shows, but the old-timey British shows I have a really yeah. hard time with for some reason. Period pieces. Yeah. I'm wondering if it might be time to tell a story of yours. Mm -hmm. If you're in the mood, you okay. can totally say no. Um, a story of yours where... You were doing the um, chat roulette thing. Oh. <laughs> totally up to you if you want to share that story. Okay. Okay. I just want to, like, tell it to the best of my memory because I feel like that's important to just, like, really include all of the other details, but it's, like, the further it's getting away from when the chat roulette situation happened, like, it's like, I still, I, I have to like go back to that place. Okay. And now it's like further, further in the past. But I do know that it started when I came home from work and I go into the living room area and my child amongst several of her friends who, who I all knew, I, or I knew all of them, they were all in the living room, like laughing a couple, there was like a particular boy in the friend group that was just like pacing back and forth, like super uncomfortably. <clears throat> and I was like, what are you guys doing? And they were like, mom, look, show them your tits. And they like lifted the laptop which was my laptop. Um, and it was a guy who had, he was like jerking himself off with on the screen a, of the laptop on the laptop yeah. with okay. like a giant boa constrictor guy. <gasps> what? Yeah. And he was trying to convince them like my child slash friends to give him like titty shots um, <clears throat> because at the time he had a boa constrictor and, um, a baby chick or whatever. <gasps> and he was like saying that if he, if they did not <gasps> like show him their tits, that he would let the boa constrictor eat the tiny baby chick in front of them. It was like this, oh. like, <laughs> it was like a crazy scenario. Whoa. Yeah. Fucked up situation. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Which they knew was like wrong, right? Surprisingly, which so is why just, they like, didn't... intelligent teenagers. But they thought it was funny to like turn the camera towards me to show him my tits of mm -hmm. a non-child. Yeah, tits. Got it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. He was looking for, uh, yeah, fifteen-year-old tits. Right. He was and gonna get a like, face full oh, of. Here's mom tits. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh -huh. Anyway, but I wasn't into it you know, uh -huh. automatically have no idea what they're doing and they think it's like hilarious. So I talked to them about it and they explained to me what was happening. Um, 
but they were just really like Savannah and her teenage friends were way, way more open about stuff than mm-hmm. I ever was at that age. Like they, her and her two closest friends, you know, were doing things like figuring out how to forcefully make themselves queef. What? Yes. What? Yeah. That was like another time when I came home and they were like, mom, look what we did. Look what we learned or whatever. And they're all laying on the bed in like succession the three of them, no. and they all no. forcefully queefed, no. and they thought it was hilarious. Like, oh they taught God. themselves how to do that, and I was like, what? Like, what is wrong with you guys? Oh I was, like, God. so modest, and not even wanting my mom to ever see me in a bathing suit, and then I have, like, a teenage daughter, like, and her oh, friends like, all, like, buddies. queef buddying, yeah. doing Omegle, sitting out in the front yard. I remember her friend, like, flashed me one day when I came home from work. Weird. Yeah, yeah. really weird. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was polar opposite of yeah. all of that. I was so freaked out I don't body. want anyone to ever see my no. body ever. I hated my, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. It. Like, I didn't even want my mom to see my naked body. She's like, it's okay. Uh-huh. my mom's such a, like, a nudist lady. Yeah. Like, be, you know, free with yourself yeah. and whatever. And I'm... And she's like, she thinks I'm like very conservative compared mm-hmm. to her because I'm always like, have to have a towel on me, like, shorts, yeah. everything. And so it's like, what the fuck? But Savannah and her friends were just so comfortable themselves. And I thought that was great. That's awesome. In, yeah. Like many, many a way. Right. And I think they did. And w- like when they went out and stuff, like I think they were very keen on people. It just like freaked me out so bad. So anyway, the Omegle started with that day when I came home and then they all like went out and did something and I decided that I was going to get on Omegle um, myself. Like I wanted to know like what Omegle was. Explain what it is for people who might not. Okay. So it was very brief. Like, I don't know too much about it other than, like, honestly, like, this occasion and then maybe a couple other, like, friends showing me, like, going online and us just laughing and watching through porn videos. But it was basically, like, a chat room where you could send videos, almost like Snapchat, I think, were, like, instantaneous. Okay. But you couldn't record them. That's how people could get away with, like, doing certain really, like, you Lude know. acts. Yes. Right. And so, um, because it was, like, unrecordable just kind of like the minute that somebody like shut that down then that that image or that whole video would be like gone right and so there was like it piqued a curiosity i guess with me Uh like where i was like oh well like you know like that sounds kind of like fun Uh uh-huh and so i got my um vibrator mm-hmm. at the time like shut myself in the bedroom and then got on the omega uh chat roulette thing uh-huh. and i like went on to like it's just basically like i don't know you log in and then suddenly it'll just like show you like images and you can like forward yourself like flash forward you can whatever get to some things like because there's people doing different things. Okay. And there are different people. Some of them are just, like, hanging out, chilling. Yeah. Anyway, so I get to, like, this dude <laughs> who's jacking, jacking off. And I, I'm like, oh. Okay. That's, what, that's what you're looking yes. for. Okay. So then I go and put the, the, or I start to, like, you know, put my vibrator in my butthole. <laughs> But for whatever reason, anytime anything tries to penetrate that area of my body, I have a problem. And in this case, it's like immediate explosive diarrhea. Like it opened the floodgate of explosive diarrhea. You and pushed a button. Well, I, yeah, I was trying to, yes, the button in my butthole, but I was also trying to push the button of, like, the off or anything on my computer, but I'd shat all over it. It was covered in explosive diarrhea with the screen and everything. I'm trying to wipe things off just to even shut it down. I just close, I just, finally I just close, like, I just close it. <laughs> 
I honestly oh. wonder if there's just this person walking oh. around on this earth. Like, you know, it's like... There is. That yeah. Is the other, that and was the I'm other ever gonna, side. <laughs> the other side of the story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Where's my shitting princess? Yeah. <laughs> I'll find her someday. <laughs> that, that should be a reality show. Like, long lost, like, oh Omegle God. loves or oh. something. Like, um... Miss, Craigslist misconnection. Yeah. Yeah, do exactly. have misconnections for him, but you don't know where he was in the world, right? Or do but you? those uh, th- those yeah. misconnections happen for so long, though. On like all of those things, I kind of wonder if they are still like if you can find them. I was in one, and then try to send. It. I remember. You I remember do? Your, yeah, your okay. Mc Mc yeah. Mc Mc <laughs> Yeah. No, it was before McMinimins. Before the McMinimins. Yeah. Oh, it was before the McMinimins. Yeah. It was just when I worked at the old spar. Oh, the old spar. That's where I get it confused. I get the spar, the old spar confused because isn't that called the spar in Olympia? The Mc. It's attached to the McMinimins. Yeah, they left the old spar. So the spar was a restaurant in Olympia that had been there since like the early 1900s where like the log yard people would come in there and eat and stuff and they kept it like relatively the same and I got a job there when I was probably like 19 or 20 me and my like cheating boyfriend moved back to Olympia yeah and I went down there and got a job as a bus like busing tables and then from there I started waiting tables there Mm mm-hmm and then it was like uh, things were just kind of f- falling apart there, like literally, <laughs> like yeah. uh, there the building were, itself yeah, and everything yeah, too. Everything okay. was, and it was gross, mm-hmm. and it was like people were letting things slide that oh, shouldn't slide like, in a restaurant. Oh yeah, I and hate like, it when that happens. That's yeah. so. And then it was like rats. Horrible. And oh, there was like this, there was this whole um, swarm of like flies like little gnats this whole swarm of them in like the sm- the back like smoking <laughs> section that like if you were waiting tables back there you had to like hold your breath when you walk through that like swarm of uh, bugs <laughs> that just lived there lived in that like spot it's so gross no it is funny now but like it was a super old building it was super gross and like we all even after it became illegal to smoke in there. The owner was like, he was like a big cigar guy. Like that was mm-hmm. his thing. So he like, I love made, those people. Yeah. He made the back <laughs> bar closed off and we would go yeah. back there and smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, so that place was owned by this dude and his wife. And, mm-hmm. um, the, I think it just started really kind of falling apart and he was just kind of not into it anymore and didn't want to deal with all of the, you know, all of the headaches that came with it and kind of put it up for sale. And then the McMenamin brothers bought it. Okay. And then when they bought it, they went through and interviewed all of the staff that was there already. Right. Yeah. I remember and that. Yeah. yeah so they let, they, they kept most of us. And that's how that one lady was still there mm-hmm. first. Oh God, what Gina. was her? Gina. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, why yes. she's, yeah, she okay. was still there. Yeah. Um, and like they kept me and they kept, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of other people and they hired on new people too. But the coolest fucking thing that they did is that they closed that restaurant for like three months straight yeah. to, um, renovate it and like fix everything and you know make it in their style like they do and turn it into a brew pub and all that stuff and uh they were like so you can either Mm -hmm. uh go get unemployment if you want or you can go work in one of our other restaurants and be all trained up and ready to go Mm -hmm. and you can live in one of our hotels We will pay for your room. Yeah. We will give you a per diem for, like, food or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you'll just work in one of our restaurants, um, you know, in Portland. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, you can do that if you want. So my brother was one of the people that got hired on. Oh, And I had already worked there. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I lived in one of their hotels in Portland for, like, three months and worked in their, like, established restaurants. It was fun. Um. But, uh, 
Why were we talking about the spar? We're talking about like people that um uh like uh stalker people or oh, um Craigslist misconnections. Mis so when I worked at the old spar, yeah, um one of the other busters that worked there told me, she was like, Hey, um I found this Craigslist misconnections post and I, it and it's definitely about you because it was like you know I had that I had a really short like pixie cut red hair and mm -hmm. I was the only person there you know that looked like that of course and um and that's what they said like the red-headed girl with short hair or whatever and I cannot I cannot remember what it said or whatever but basically dude was just like kind of sitting there creeping on and watching me a lot um, and, uh, I met up with him in, like, a public kind of setting, mm -hmm. and I remember just being kind of, like, turned off by him. He was really quiet and awkward and just, um, I don't know, just creep, just gave me the creeps. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, yeah, decided not to, but so smart to me in a public place with other people and met him with like I was with friends mm -hmm. when I agreed to meet him but then even after that he kept coming into the restaurant and he would like sit he yeah. would sit at the counter there was that big long like countertop and he would sit there and um drink like cup after cup after cup after cup yeah. of coffee yeah and write in like a journal and would just sit and would like watch, watch mm -hmm. me walk by and watch me walk by. And then I would, you know, I would have to wait on him because he was like a customer there. So, you know, yeah. he was just really short and like kind of awkward with me. Mm -hmm. And um, it sucked. It was creepy. Yeah. Creepy as fuck. But um, living in the McMinimins place mm -hmm. was awesome and creepy as fuck. Too. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the place where we were was the Kennedy School. Mm -hmm. Have I brought you there before? I've been there okay. um, going to Portland before. Yeah. Um, so we stayed there and worked there at the restaurant in yeah. Kennedy School. And it's like a really, really old place. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's known to be haunted mm -hmm. or, you know. I don't know. Whatever. I was opening the restaurant in the morning with this other chick that was training me. She was had to teach me how to use all the computer systems and like how to do all. Everything's like the same across the board, you know, because it's there's so many locations of that place. But she was showing me how to open the restaurant in the morning. And we had to like pour these big, huge, like. Um, it's like a huge rectangular, like a vat, cooler thing. Oh. Yeah, with like a spout on it uh -huh. of iced tea. Oh yeah, yeah. So we would like we'd make those and fill them up, and they're they're really big and they get really heavy. So like, you know, two of us holding them together was like, you know, perfect and easy. But one of us, it would be really really hard to move it around. Yeah. So we both did it together, and we like filled the thing up, put it up on the counter, and we're there standing next to it. She's showing me how to do some stuff on the computer. And we're the only two people in this place. Yeah. Just to the left of us, where this huge, heavy canister of iced tea is, it goes suddenly flying up into the air. Oh my god. Flips over, yeah. lands on the ground, and starts spilling all over the ground. The canisters have these huge clamps that go over the lid mm -hmm. and like clip onto the lid and then you push it down and it like locks on. So the lid yeah. is on like vacu like seals in there, you know, yeah. so it's like and they're on there like that. And this thing is heavy as fuck and it just went flying up in the air and landed on the ground and was just spilling all over the place with the lid totally open and off. Whoa. <laughs> and we both looked at each other and we we're like, what the fuck? fuck <laughs> yeah. was that yeah and she was like stuff like that happens here sometimes like mm -hmm. it's just kind of part of it damn and we had yeah to just like 
clean all that stuff up and start over. But <laughs> oh wow, yeah. My br- my brother and I in the room that we were in, um, walked in to our room and hear an old lady's voice coming very clearly from inside of our dark room. Yeah. And she said, hello. Mm-hmm. And we, we went, hello? And like started to close the door because we were like, oh my, are we in the wrong room? <laughs> right. What is going on? Yeah. And we didn't hear anything else. And we like check the door. It's our mm-hmm. room. Go in there. There's nobody in there. There's no, the lights are off. The, we turn everything on. There's nobody mm-hmm. in It's fully empty. But that voice like very, both of us very clearly heard it. <laughs> yeah. So it was inside that room. It was so <sighs> weird. Right. Yeah. Um, Ugh. But other than that stuff, it mm-hmm. was really cool <laughs> staying yeah. and working there. Yeah. But that shit was creepy. Have you ever had any, like, ghost experiences? <clears throat> oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, I don't remember her name now. It's really scary. Anyhow. I made a friend in high school whose name I cannot, oh, rip, I think it was like, God, that's so weird, but we're old. It's okay. Yeah, I guess so. But, um, at some point for some reason, she had invited me over to her house. It was like way far on the east side of Tucson, which was like always kind of known as being just sort of weird over there in terms of like that area sketchy I guess, part story, of town. well even just historically like it was kind of known as like a like kind of like haunted oh, okay. area of just the land like the land wasn't mm-hmm. happy in right. that area so anyway went out to her house and i didn't know her very well rachel that was her name rachel um we decide that we're going to play with this Ouija board so we're playing with Ouija board like it's saying things to us like um basic stuff, you know, like answers to stupid questions that like young girls would ask at that age, like 13, 14, just like, you know, does so-and-so like, are they into me? And like, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, um, it starts like, it like shifts into this weird, like no longer it's like, like innocent things. It like shifts into, um, like, uh, or the Oracle, like just starts like spelling out like weird stuff. Like it goes, goes up to like the, I think it was like the left hand corner with like the mm. moon and stuff and it's going up there. And then it starts spelling out like die like over and over again. And then like be with me forever. Ugh. Yeah. And so it's no longer like cutesy, like yeah. fun. And then, um, like we asked who it was and then it said it was, um, aunt Diane, like aunt Diane. And it kept like spelling that out. And then it started going to this like weird, like the things that were like spelling out or whatever. It was like talking about how this person like, um, like killed her entire family, like weird shit like that. <laughs> really weird Whoa, shit. Cool. Well, I mean, you would think, yeah, you would think not, but yeah. then there was a point where and I trusted this person enough, like, that they weren't doing something, like, weird with anything. But we were no longer touching our fingers or anything. Oh. Our hands were not on the Oracle. And started doing, like, crazy, like, figure eights. And then something on her, like, dresser, mm-hmm. like, flew across the room. Uh-huh. And we, at that point, like, just freaked out. Like, cause yeah. we could see it. Like, it was obvious. It was just me and her. Yeah. Super freaked out. And then we, I think she just grabbed the, the, the board entirely, everything, and she, like, threw it into the closet. And we thought, like, maybe the amount of time that had passed of us doing that was, like, very short. Like, you know, yeah. at most, like, you know, 15, 30, tw- whatever, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, a very short amount of time. But it had been, like, it was, like, over three hours. <gasps> three hours had passed. We had no idea how to account for... Oh All my of that God. time passing. Yeah, it was weird. And I remember, like, going home, like, after that. I think someone came and picked me up. But I, from that moment forward, I felt like something... <laughs> I felt like something was constantly behind my shoulder. Like, oh. I felt like something was following me, like, at that point. 
and then like that went on for like that went on for a while the mother of the girl that i had played with the ouija board with mm -hmm. got in this crazy car accident where her car flew off the road of the house this was after we had played with ouija board my mom luckily saw it happen was able to call 911 and they said if it wasn't for my mom like calling on 911 because they had to come like how like they had to like uh jaws of life yeah air vac her out of there that she would not have survived but it was so freaky because that was like that was the girl that i had played like with the ouija board with when we mm -hmm. had all this like crazy stuff yeah Ugh. I really don't actually know what happened to her, but mm -hmm. I think like there was a period of time where like she went through like a struggle with drugs, like after those years, like of going back to where she was from. What if her mom was okay? Oh, she ended up I think being okay because I think we did we did like touch on that it was just like a crazy thing because yeah, my mom could tell you about that like more in her words, whatever like she was looking out the window and just saw like a car like f like flying off the road i don't remember like the total circumstances it was just like all these strange coincidences with mm -hmm. this friend of mine and any of the pictures that my this friend of mine and i took with each other like during that period of time which you know my mom's always been like really like kind of little bit out there but she took all those pictures and like burned them and was like insisting that they were like of the like they're they were like we looked evil like we there's something wrong with us at that time like the pictures that we took following that incident and then um that led to going to like a metaphysical store like downtown tucson and getting like a like a um, sage smudge or something. Well, it was like more than a sage smudge. Um, it was actually like really uncomfortable, but I'd like gone to this store called Angels from Heaven with my mom um, in Tucson, and it was just like a super metaphysical store. And this, we walk in, and this woman, like she was like on the right hand side of the store, and she was like said something about the claws of the beast um like holding you or something weird and she like looked like right at us like when we walked in she said something like that something about the claws of the beast again my mom would be able to tell you better the story i was just i was like 15 at this right. point and i was just like what you know i was just like okay cool like look at some quartz or something <laughs> over here <laughs> um but my mom starts talking about this to this lady and telling her like something's not right with me and then but the next thing i know i have a woman standing in front of me and a woman standing behind me and they're both making me like repeat these prayers with them because they're saying i'm like uh -huh. like something i'm like being i'm like possessed essentially gotcha. by something and so according to my mom you know i can't speak for that because i like i wasn't seeing from the outside perspective but she says that and i did feel like i felt like crazy immense like pain and tugging on my on my back but she said that i like went like my body was like at this like crazy angle where i was like not i, ha I didn't fall but I shouldn't have been able to, like, you know, yeah. be in that position and not fall. Like, it was like something was like, I was being, like, suspended. Weird. Yeah. And the crazy part of it was, is that the woman, one of the, the, the one woman that was standing in front of me, she told me, like, you know, if you, if you, like, feel, like, signs of, like, sickness in the, like, next coming days, like, in the two, next coming two or three days, like, vomiting, diarrhea, any of that, like, like, basically, like, you need to come back and see us. Because they kept saying, like, this thing is not wanting to let go. So, they were like, you know, like, you need to come back. And, um... Is that why you still have... Diarrhea I don't know all the time. You have a permanent <laughs> it's just like shit demon. I have, a demon. I have the demon. demon permanently in me, but it did freak me out because yeah. I did get sick. Like I got so sick. Yeah. Like I got really sick the couple following days. But I was like 15, and I was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. You know, fuck that shit. Yeah. Whatever. 
but still like things continue to happen to me and like to the point where I really did truly think that I was going like full-blown like insane yeah um like one of the things that happened like following that is I I like spent the night um like couple of like really close friends of mine um house and that we were like all like hanging out and suddenly like I they like well my friend like one of my friends said like I my voice was like totally different <laughs> and that I was like saying some weird shit to them what? that I had like no recollection of like zero what? and it wasn't like a drinking like we weren't yeah. drinking we weren't doing drugs like we were like young we were like because I remember like sitting there looking at them and, like all looked like white like, like you know like they lost shocked. all the color of their yeah. yeah and they're like why would you say that what and I was like fuck? what are you like what are you talking about yeah and then I started hearing voices Oh my god! Like weird, like computer synthesized type voices where it was just like drawn out, deep, like not human, but it was just like a, like my voice, my my name or whatever. But it's like it's like Megan, just like drawn out, oh. but not human, and it would be like all encompassing sound. Like it, you couldn't pinpoint like what direction it came from, oh. but it, it. The, oh, I guess my friend Julia. She was like, she was always just like kind of like, you know, skeptical about mm -hmm. things. But she and I were sitting there in the house that I was living in after that whole like thing happened with like my mom and that woman. And she heard that crazy synthesized voice like with me. It was just like this strange validation. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't just me. Like, right. We, like both like locked eyes and Ugh. was like you know like it yeah. was like it was not just me hearing yeah. that and then it's same kind of thing like when we still lived in that place my horses lived there and they were always like shaking they're all shivering they're yeah. like always like ramming themselves like into um we actually had to just like i think eventually move them out of there because they weren't happy like yeah. it was like uh, my horse, Joe, who was just, like, this old, like, you know, should have been just, like, in his later years in life, just, like, you know, hanging out, standing Chill. there. But instead, he was just always, like, thrusting his body against the fence Ugh. and shaking. Yeah, it was crazy. He was always, like, shaking, whinnying. Like, he could never get comfortable when he, we lived at that house. <sighs> but that was all during that crazy time of, like, the Ouija board thing and it did seem like for a while like it had opened some kind of what fucking weird shit yeah and that like stuff continued to happen for like <sighs> a long time like anywhere I moved yeah I thought it was like that's why I thought it was me like I was like because it yeah it was like mm. attached to you and I know that sounds like totally crazy no I've heard I've heard but, that from other people before too yeah yeah that things have like followed them I've had a few experiences and they were definitely like tied to a location where mm -hmm. they didn't leave that location. Thank goodness. But <laughs> yeah, the, um, the apartment that I lived in with the cheating boyfriend that I hit in the face with the book really hard. Yeah. Um, we lived on the top floor of that, that building and we would hear footsteps above our head all the time and not just like, not just like someone was like walking on the roof. I mean, mm -hmm. like stomping, like angry, like right over our yeah. heads, like crazy, scary. Yeah, like like thunderous footsteps on the roof. And there's Jeez. no, there's not like I mean, he's he <laughs> right. went outside and went, you know, backed up far enough into the parking lot where you can see mm -hmm. the whole fucking roof. Yeah, and there's nobody there. <sighs> yeah. And then, um, that same apartment, like, things would turn off and on. Candles would blow out when there's no window open at all. Yeah. And then um, this one, I was in the kitchen, walked into the living room, walked back into the kitchen, and my, like, freezer was wide open. Mm -hmm. My ice, I had ice cream. It was, they, it was smeared all over the fucking wall. Oh, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> And, like, the freezer doors, like, swinging open. I yeah. was the only person in the house. I had two cats, but they were, like, you know. Right. 
fucking cats. Yeah. Um, my cats were freaked out all the time too. Yeah. And um, one night I was sleeping in bed with my boyfriend at the time, the cheater one. And I opened my eyes and looked at, at him and I could not see his face. And I was laying right next to him. Yeah. But his whole face was covered in this like thick, dense, crazy black smoke Ugh. that was like swirling uh-huh. around his face Ugh. and then like stuck up into a point like above his head. Like it looked so fucking weird. Yeah. Just this big smoky weird mass. And I was like, what the fuck? And like kind of like swatted at it and it yeah. like dissipated. Yes. I mean, I, like, I know what you're talking about in, like, a totally different situation, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I slept at my parents' house a lot when I lived at that apartment. Yeah. Like, I went, I went there a lot, and I, you know, took care of things and then would go sleep elsewhere. I was so freaked out there. So then, right after that, we moved into this other house, the black house. Mm -hmm. Um, It was us and a bunch of our friends, and it was, like, this beautiful house when we moved in. When it it was, we were the first group of people that Uh lived in that house. So it was was really nice when we first moved in. Yeah. Um, We were in the upstairs portion. We had, like, you know, a whole bunch of roommates, whatever. But all of our roommates experienced different things in that house. Mm -hmm. And that house was especially creepy. There was, like... All of the doors had little weird latches that you could push in where the door could open both ways oh, so that yeah. you couldn't, like, barricade yourself in the doorway because it it was, like, a, a mental care facility. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Place. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So all the doors, yeah, had all these weird latches on them, and there was just, like, um, places that had, like, drains in the floor uh-huh. and stuff that just seemed weird. And, like, our room, my bedroom in that house was up above. It, like, hovered above this other bedroom. It was, like, supposed to be, I think, like, suicide watch or something. Because you could see into the room underneath it. So we had to, like, set up this whole curtain system (laughs) and, like, all this stuff. But anyway. Jeez, holy shit. My personal, like, experience at that house was uh, my friends were having a party outside in the um, backyard, which is like far, far away from my room. I'm basically on the third floor mm-hmm. and this party's going on basically in what would be the basement. Oh geez, okay. So it's like, I'm. it's really far away from mm-hmm. me and everyone is out there. And I, um, I was working, I think at Starbucks at the time, so where I had to get up at like three in the morning or something <laughs> stupid to yeah. go to work sometimes and um, uh, I didn't, I wanted to sleep Yeah, where I was at. And I, um, turned on a movie and like started to fall asleep on my couch and I woke up to someone screaming yeah. my name. My ear was ringing, oh, screaming geez. my name into my ear. Yeah. And I was, what the fuck? And I opened my eyes and there's nobody there. Yeah. I go down the stairs and look, and there's nobody in the fucking house. Like, there's nobody there. <coughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Everyone was outside. <coughs> we had another incident where, like, a bunch of our dishes got broken. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another incident where one of my roommates woke up screaming because he saw faces, like, screaming at him in his face when he opened his eyes. Right, yeah. I don't know. It was It was a... Yeah. It was a scary, scary house. <laughs> but There's, like, such a weird timeline. But we, when you were talking about, like, the mist thing, um, I lived in the place that I'm pretty sure I've told you about that was called, like, the bakery that was, like, built in the early 1900s and served and operated as, like, this old bakery. But they eventually renovated it into different, like, units and um cute well yeah i mean i think for a while it served as like it had a really broad history 
but I know it like it served as like different things, like a brothel and like a flop house, just, like different throughout the years. The first apartment that I lived in, the a man had been um, beaten to death with a shovel. Oh, like, right cute. outside of my apartment door. Cute. Like what would have been my, you know, back in the day, he was beaten to death outside of there. And um, so, and there was a man who was wrongfully convicted for the crime of beating this man to death with the shovel, um, who was actually like a friend of the guy. And he would, he, so he was exonerated. He was like somebody that served like a long-term prison, prison sentence for this murder that he didn't commit. But after he got out of jail, he would come and annually like commemorate the life of his friend by mm -hmm. like kind of setting up a shrine with like a picture of him and like, you know, lighting candles and stuff and like yeah. set up his own shrine, like outside of the door, basically right where, but that was like my, also okay, <laughs> your apartment door. <laughs> So, um, there's always people setting up shrines and stuff like burning candles outside my door, but that yeah. was that one. Mm. But one night I had like a friend stay over. This was the first time we experienced this thing, but I had, um, it was, it was a he friend and it was actually the son of the woman that owns the, that apartment complex or apartment complex at that time. And I had him stay the night, and we, like, watched, like, a movie. I think we, like, snuggled on the couch. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we just, like, basically fell asleep on the couch, and we were, like, snuggling. But I woke up to this person um, freaking out, just, like, I thought he was having a seizure. Like, uh -huh. his body was, like, f like, convulsing. It was, like, so intense. And all he could say, like, over and over again was, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. He was like freaking out, and again, like this is a person we didn't, we weren't like. If anything, like maybe had like a beer, like yeah, way like he was not like you know drunk, stone, fucked up, anything on any kind of thing, but he was like having this like crazy like his like I felt it through his body, and he said like when he finally like kind of got to like normalcy, he said it felt like. Like, his body became this, like, wind tunnel, like, internally. Like, like he felt like something, like, was, like, pushing so much, like, 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 it was, like, air through his, his, like, mouth? I don't know. Like, just, weird. And just, like, and, like, where he felt it, like, going, like, surging through his body <gasps> and, like, couldn't get, like, couldn't get control. But it was weird because I felt his body. Holy Like, shit. having those convulsions. And he was, like, and then when he was, like, describing what was happening to him uh, internally, I was, like. That is so scary. Yes, it scared the shit out of us. <sighs> and so, like, so that was, like, the first thing. Thing that happened but then I kept living in that apartment complex I even moved back to that apartment uh -huh. complex years later and that was when I had the experience with the mist where I was like up in my bed laying down and it like it it started out feeling like my feet became like the most frigid cold that I'd ever felt before and my feet are usually really cold. right right but there was like it was like um, because of your thyroid. Like, yeah, but it was because like, my thyroid and like whatever. But at that time, like it started out with my foot or feet, and then it just like moved up my legs, where it was just like this intense, like cold feeling, and I could feel it just like gradually like moving up to my up my body, and then all of a sudden it just like landed on my chest and like held me down <gasps> where I could not breathe. And that's a real. Oh my god! Yeah, and so it was just like it, but it like it gradually, and then all of a sudden, it like presented its face, and it was like the black, like the black mist, <gasps> and it was like choking me, holding me down, and then I like made eye contact with it, and the minute I oh. made eye contact with it, it like I watched it just like, like fly across the okay. room, like well, it yeah. dissipated in the process of flying across the room, it like disappeared Fuck. and did nothing, but that moment it had like eyes, like it had like made eyes, but they weren't like. You know, like, it was just, like, this weird... I have, a, like, I have a podcast episode for you, you to listen to. It's called Paranormal. Okay. And it's about... Uh, the Mist. The podcast is called Paranormal, and the episode is uh, called Sleep Paralysis. Mm-hmm. But that exact thing mm -hmm. is, like, 
there's like folk tales and stuff about yeah. that creature, mm-hmm. that sleep paralysis creature, and like what it does to you. And yeah. it's very, very similar to what you just described. Yeah. Oh, good. I hate it. I hate stuff like that. I hate it. Yeah. Well, <sighs> but the weird part about that, um, aside from that, was that my neighbor who lived a couple like apartments away had just given birth to like six or well she had twins they were like six or seven months old when like they started doing like weird stuff where they were like in that same apartment complex they were like a couple doors down but they started like just like reaching and grabbing at things and like kind of like laughing like they were like it was almost like they were being, like, entertained by something. Like, if they yeah. were laying in their crib and had, like, a mobile going around, and they were just like, oh, you know, right. like, laughing. And then all of a sudden, their face would shift, and they would just start screaming in, like, <gasps> bloody terror. Ugh. Yeah. And they, the whole family thought there was something neurologically wrong with them. They had to go get all this testing done. They thought maybe they had, like, a seizure disorder or something. Oh. They had, like, they, they took them to all kind of neurologists all this these things but it was like it didn't make sense because they just be like sitting there just like oh you know like like laughing having a good time and then all of a sudden just like something like it was like they're being burned. oh shit stanley <laughs> like they're yeah like they're being like burned um alive or something and it was just the craziest shit but like people just kept experiencing stuff like everybody that we lived with in that lived apartment in that, complex yeah had like crazy experiences mm-hmm. that were very very similar <sighs> to that they have probably had like the sleep paralysis thing happen to me like three different times in my life <sighs> that's my worst night oh, <laughs> oh, hate it hate it i think i think it's like i don't know like i think at some point i after like all of those strange experiences because I was like wondering why it seemed like these weird things were always happening to me and I felt like I was like cursed or there was something like I don't know just like like I was just like some like crazy person weirdo Mm -hmm. but at the time like way back then my aunt Kathy who um, I haven't even seen or spoken to for like years. Um, she explained that I was just like an antenna, that I was just like at that, like attracting things to me that were just like, um, like the good, bad and in between. And that as you mm-hmm. age and mature, you start being able to like decipher like good, you know, yeah. energy versus not like when you're young, you're like so so naive. So it's yeah. like it's, it's the same in the spirit realm. Like you're still capable of just like drawing and all like these like weird experiences or happenings. You know, you like you don't have a way to like like protect yourself at that point. Yeah, it's like maturing. Because um, I definitely don't have those things happen uh-uh. anymore. Ooh, God, me for neither. Years, yeah, yeah, they were definitely happening. Like, yeah, I had a very specific period in my life where they were happening. Like just that small period of, of a few years. And I've lived in way, way older, way creepier buildings that I, buildings that I know people committed suicide mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> were murdered in and never had any other experiences in those places. But yeah, yeah, I think there's, I think certain people are definitely more sensitive to those things than others. And well, yeah, you maybe just certain in too, you know, you're like, I think that my friend and I definitely just like in a naive way, like at the beginning of all of that, when we were like not knowing what the hell we were doing and we we're just, that was like the difference, like too, with my friend Julia, I think at the time she came from like a very like, um, supportive, like loving family structure and mm-hmm. this other friend of mine, like. I don't, I think we related on that level, like where she didn't. So we were just kind of like getting into like this like weird, dark, you know, I don't know, like thing. <laughs> um, let's go do all of this like stuff that's like, you know. Let's feel witchy. <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. Super like, witchy. Yeah, we got okay. super witchy. 
But I do think we were like inviting like certain things that we had no idea at that time, mm -hmm. like what you're really doing yeah. or being like, oh yeah, like, you know. Well, I mean, nine times out of ten, you play with a Ouija board, nothing happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's not... But in the grand scheme of things, oh they, they, they do tell you, like, to, you know, properly say goodbye and, you know, to respect, like, you know, that you opened up some kind of weird portal or dimension or something to something or somebody or whatever. And I'm not saying that that's, like, the explanation for anything that happened to me but mm -hmm. I do think like um there is something to be said about you know like not being so um naive being respectful like if you're yeah. like you know like some some dumb kid or whatever I don't think that like kids are probably just like thinking about like the spirit realm it's not something to fuck with it's just not something to fuck with <laughs> yeah. The spirit realm ain't nothing to ain't fuck nothing with. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> For what I could not say myself. <laughs> it's been this a long team. night. It really has. We've been recording for like 12 hours. No. Let's go watch 90 Day Fiance with Sophie, okay? <laughs> All right, Stanley. Stanley. That sound good. You go, go. Nighty bear boy. Nighty bear boy. Nighty bear boy. Put on your nighty time. Nighty bear jammies. <laughs> he's so cozy. He really is. He's a good, he's such a good snuggler. Yeah. Say bye with me real quick. Keep your microphone on for one second. Oh. Hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um... Okay, and then let's do a uh, closing one. Nighty bear. <laughs> Nighty, Nighty bear. bear. <laughs> you shisher. Oh, well, yet again, thank you for um, listening. We appreciate it so much. Yes. We really do. We've, we've got quite a few listeners now you can find us on facebook we have a group it's just called the worst day of my life you can find us on instagram it's called the worst day of my life dot podcast you can email us stories about the worst day of your life at the worst day podcast at gmail.com and just uh Remember that it could always be worse. And we'll see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, bye. Bye.